Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. It is betting across America on a Saturday morning here in Vegas, early afternoon on the East Coast. I am Jeff Parles, James Salinas, with us, of course, in Denver. James, it's a, it's a pleasure to be on with you. It's good to, good to see you again. Always great to see you, too. This is a little, I think we're having a little reunion from our days uh, of working with Gil on the numbers game when I would go on there and give him some disinformation as far as which <laughs> NFL games I was looking at for that coming weekend. So good times. Always good to see you, my friend. Great to be on with yes, you. Yes, uh, no, nothing better than the uh, James trying to hide what he's going to do in the Super Contest <laughs> that that following week while out with Gil. But uh, we're happy to be with you for the next two hours. and. James, it's a Saturday. It's a full card, which means we have sweat. So let's uh, go right into sweat with us. And uh, James, we'll start with your few plays uh, and then we'll go on to mine few plays real quick, and I know we'll get into greater detail with these games coming up as we progress through the show. couple baseball games today. Looking at taking the Mariners' first five down. They're the dog in the game for the full nine. I don't bet a lot of baseball games full nine. A lot of times we're betting on pitchers and starting pitchers in particular. And in this case here, that's where I'm going with the Mariners' first five, laying a dollar fifteen with the matchup here. Tristan McKenzie coming back from a quick stint down in AAA to try to work on command issues. Had one start in AAA and now back 
backup in the bigs. I don't know if one start gets it done to work on the fact that he couldn't find the strike zone and allowed nearly as many walks and as many innings as, as he had pitched early in the season. So going there with the Mariners in the first five, also looking to go under in the Rangers and Dodgers game later this evening, uh, really with Bauer on the mound. We know what we can expect from Bauer, light hitting team with Texas, but also a banged up lineup for the Dodgers going into this game. I think Muncie, Muncie went out of the game last night. So did Bellinger due to injury. We know Seager is probably out through the all-star break. So not the typical Dodgers lineup that we expect to see. I'll be checking on that lineup later when those, when they get announced, but looking to go the under there at four and a half in that first five. And then we'll get into some NBA talk, Jeff, but I'm looking at taking the jazz plus five was able to find a plus five, a lot of four and a half juice to the Clippers side. I'm going to take the jazz here plus the five. I'm not sure where Ty Lue's going to go with his matchups here. Still not sure what the rotation looks like coming off the bench for the Clippers. Give me the jazz on the road plus the five. Uh, a quick update on uh, on Euro 2020 being played in 2021. Uh, a really scary scene in Copenhagen. Uh, Danish national Christian Eriksen collapsing on the pitch. Uh, medical attention. The game has been suspended. The match, I should say, has been suspended at nil-nil in the 43rd minute because of the medical emergency. We'll uh, update you further as that goes along. That tournament getting underway yesterday with an Italian win over Turkey. A draw this morning between Wales and Switzerland, but now uh, all the attention hoping to see if Christian Eriksen ends up being okay after collapsing on the pitch in the 43rd minute in a match against Finland over in Copenhagen this morning. James, uh, to go back uh, to to your Jazz Clipper pick real quick, and and we'll uh, discuss this a little bit further, what's with Ty Ty Lue's uh, rotation so far in these first two games? They've made absolutely no sense. Made no sense, James. That's the problem. It, they, what's your identity coming off the bench? It's not like they've got injuries and they're having to, to fill holes like the Jazz not having Mike Conley. But I think we're talking about two teams that clearly know who they are. And yeah, the, the star pedigree, in particular the championship medal that we know that Kawhi Leonard brings to this Clippers team, uh, that that can't be discounted. I'm not discounting that. I don't like to fade Kawhi Leonard in any shape or form. He can take over a game. He can take over a series, which is what he did to, to get – the Clippers out of their 0-2 hole in the last series against the Mavs, but this is a different animal here with the Jazz. They know who they are. They know who their superstar is, and they've got their rotation set, even though Conley may be game-time decision coming back tonight. I suspect he won't play, but even if he doesn't play, I like where the Jazz are at. I like where their mind is at. Give me plus five with the team right now with the Clippers. We don't know what the rotation is going to look like coming off the bench. For, uh, for my sweats today, I have a pair, both in baseball, James, Doubleheader in the nation's capital today. The Giants, who won one nothing last night behind Anthony DiSclefani's two-hit shutout, will throw Kevin Gosman in game one against Eric Fetty. But I'm going to take the yes, there will be a run scored in said first inning at plus 110. I expect the Giants to be able to get one off of Fetty, who has had his struggles this year. And in the second play, the Mets with Marcus Stroman against Joe Musgrove, we saw this matchup last week in San Diego. Stroman got the better of him. I'll take the Mets at home at a big plus 127 price in that one. It is betting across America here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Jeff Parles here in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in uh, the BetMGM studio in Denver, Colorado. James, uh, let's let just dive into today's NBA slate. Only one game today. We have a pair tomorrow. After a pair yesterday, but we'll go a little bit south of here and west to L.A. The Clippers trying to get on the scoreboard in this series, down 2-0, 
to the Utah Jazz. Jazz now, we saw it as high as five, now four and a half point underdogs on the road at Staples tonight with a total of 223 for this one, James. I, we, you just had the Jazz in your Sweat With Us uh, segment that we just had to open the show. Why else the Utah Jazz tonight getting the four and a half or five as you got it overnight? So, Jeff, I didn't get involved in the series because of the status with Mike Conley, and he re-aggravated that hamstring injury that he had kind of close to the latter part of the season. Because I think when both Conley and Mitchell are healthy, such a, a dynamic tandem to have to guard it from the opponent's perspective out there on the perimeter. Because I think what it allows for Mitchell, and now Mitchell's been an absolute echelon, superstar echelon within this series. And we've seen it. We saw that last year in the playoff bubble versus the Nuggets, even though they weren't able to close that series out. A spectacular playoff performance last year from Donovan Mitchell. And he's picked up now, now that he finally looks healthy. And I think he was he was out for about he missed the last month of the season approximately with his ankle injury uh, now he's starting to get his competitive legs under him and playing like it but also I think that gave him some fresh legs the fact that he basically sat for a month to heal that injured ankle now but with Conley out there I didn't want to get involved in the series because I wanted to see not so much the depth of Utah but how is that rotation going to look and obviously Ingles has stepped into the starting role in, in, in a sense for playing that role for Conley even though he's not the facilitating Mitchell is facilitating everything offensively but thinking about the other side for the Clippers and the the grind of a series that that was against the Mavericks in seven games where yeah the Clippers were able to pull out uh, that game at home in Staples in game seven and really it was Kawhi Leonard after that first two games in Los Angeles that they lost that put him on his back and said all right I'm going to carry you guys I've been here and done that before as a champion in Toronto and San Antonio we're going to get it done here with the Clippers in this series against the Mavs, but a lot of energy expended, Jeff, for both not only Kawhi Leonard, but Paul George. They both averaged basically 42 minutes per game in those seven games against the Mavs and high-intensity minutes, not just where they could take a possession off here or there because they not only are the facilitators offensively for the Clippers, they're also their best defenders, both from a team concept and on-the-ball concept. So a lot of energy expended. We haven't seen that let up here the first two games against the Jazz. I think both both of them played 40-plus minutes. I know George played 45 minutes in that last game. Just a lot of energy expended on both ends of the floor, Jeff. Now you're talking about, we talked about Ty Lue. What is he doing with this rotation? We saw play. We saw Rondo in the playoffs in game one. Let's not call him playoff Rondo because he did not perform that way. Did he see the court in game two? I don't think so. I don't know what rotation we're going to see out of Ty Lue in this game come game three. But what I do suspect we'll see is we're going to see Kawhi Leonard playing Donovan Mitchell on the defensive end more than what we saw in the first two games. It was a lot. Most of the possessions where it was Paul George's assignment to have to guard Mitchell didn't work out so well. Mitchell was able to torch him not only with the step backs, but getting around, getting off the bounce, getting around the corner against him. I think we'll see more Kawhi Leonard on defense on Mitchell, but how much energy does he have to expend and what is that sacrifice going to look like on the offensive send for Kawhi? That's why I like the Jazz here. It plus the five points here. I think it's going to be another tightly contested game and you Tell me, Jeff, is there a home court advantage for what is essentially <laughs> the stepchild of Los Angeles when it comes to basketball? This is not the Lakers. It's no. the Clippers. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, right. They and, lost three out of four games in the first in that last series against the, the Mavs. They did win game seven, but they lost the three games prior to that. You know, and not only that, James, it's L.A. is basically the only building left in the, in the playoffs where it's not full capacity or right. – Close to full capacity. It's still a limited capacity there 
at Staples. But you're right, James. It doesn't really matter uh, because, uh, look, the the the, uh, the dozens of Clipper fans that are out there would make a little bit of noise, but not that much noise. Uh, for, for this one tonight, James, and what I've seen from Utah through two games has been very impressive because they played a horrible first quarter in game one. 21 straight missed shots from the first quarter into the second quarter of game one. And then Donovan Mitchell went, I look, he, he's, he went all MJ in the, in the second half of that game one. He was that incredible, incredible in game two's first half as well. Uh, and Utah, again, when the Clippers took the lead late in the fourth quarter of game two, James, Utah did what a number one seed usually does. And that's a, no, no. You're not beating us on our home court in a game we led by 17. This is not happening. We're going to go on a run. We're going to put you away like we did Memphis in game three in the first round series. And guess what? Utah did that. And just looking at this game tonight, I like your five a whole lot, James. This game, These games are going to be tight games all the way through, even if the Clippers win this one tonight. Even at four and a half, I would still look at Utah. James, the one thing I want your opinion on is this total as well. I know you didn't bet it, but... I've been a little bit surprised that the books have been, and this is the first number where we're starting to see the total creep up a little bit, that the books have been a little slow to adjust on the totals in Utah games when what we've seen from them all year is their offense first. They're not defense first anymore. This is not your your old school Utah Jazz where they're trying to win games in the low hundreds to high 90s. They're number one in three-point attempts this year in the NBA, number one three-point shooting team as well. They play at a pretty quick pace. I'm surprised it's took until game three, the second series, to see a 223 in a Utah game in this postseason on the totals. Yeah, really interesting as far as the total was concerned, to your point, Jeff. Thinking about that first game, and in particular that first corner, you talked about the Jazz missing 21 straight shots. Well, it wasn't like they they were all contested shots, and I think that's the key here with the Jazz, is they spaced the floor so well. We know what they are. They are basically, in a sense, when Gobert runs those ball screens away from the basket, it's five-out basketball for the Jazz, and everybody can shoot it. Now, they're not the most athletic team out there, aside from Mitchell and when Conley is on the floor, very dynamic playmaker and ball handler when he has the rock but I think offensively this is a team that shoots with so much confidence because they space the floor so well and and also they pass up the good shot for the great shot it is not about I need my touches I need my looks I'm going to touch and catch it as soon as I get it now sometimes Clarkson can be that off the bench where he never met a touch that he didn't like jacking up from three (laughs) but he's playing with a ton of confidence too and we saw that in game two did not shoot the ball well. Nobody shot the ball well for the Jazz in game one, no. uh, at, at least especially in that first half and first quarter in particular. But uh, it's the quality of the shots that I look at, not so much the shooting percentage. And this is what the Jazz pose. Because they play, in a sense, let's just call it five-out basketball for the most part, with everybody outside of Gobert being able to catch and shoot the basketball, having open looks, passing up good shots for great shots, wide-open shots at the basket, the confidence that they play with, and then ultimately knowing that, hey, we get in the tight game, fourth quarter, we have the guy that is right there in superstar status, and I think that's what it was going to be for Donovan Mitchell with Conley out and not being able to play out there, not just the all-stars level play from Donovan Mitchell. You're going to have to put yourself in that stratosphere as far as superstar play is concerned, and he has definitely done that through the two games. So I think it just brings so much confidence to this team. I love the chemistry that we see out of 
the Jazz, and I'm just not seeing that. We haven't seen the chemistry for the Clippers. And one last point, Jeff, haven't had a chance to talk with you about this on the show, but prior to the playoffs and all the the the, the shifting that was going on those last couple games. Hey, if you're a championship caliber team, and that's what the Clippers tend to, be, to, to claim to be, and when you have Kawhi Leonard on your ball club, yeah, you can do that because he is such a stud champion. But you should want to. You, you shouldn't be. We'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime. And the fact that they're dumping games to Houston and then Oklahoma City, who hadn't beaten anybody since uh, since like February, and you're going to lose that game, so you could position yourself to play the Mavs because you think it's a more favorable matchup. I don't like that mindset of a team that claims to be a championship caliber team trying to maneuver their way so they could avoid. Was it the Lakers they were trying to avoid? Whatever mm -hmm. that is, I don't like that kind of mentality rolling into the playoffs. Squeaked out that win over the Mavs in seven games. Can't see it happening here against the Jazz team. That's very cohesive and great chemistry with all-star and championship caliber player with Donovan Mitchell. Well, James, you, you brought it up. The Clippers out-tanked the Thunder in the final game in a regular season, which should have been an impossible task because, again, Oklahoma City needed four wins in six and a half weeks to get over their win total. They couldn't get there uh, just because of just an epic job of tanking. But look, I, I agree with you. I, I And especially with how the Clippers won that first-round series, James, you really need need game seven again. And, and Luke is amazing. There's no arguing that. But the rest of that Mavs team really isn't any good. They have no depth. I know Tim Hardaway played out of his mind in that series. But if you're a championship caliber team, you don't need seven games to win that series. And you especially don't lose three straight home games either. So I, I think Utah's going to end up winning this series, which, by the way, James, right now, Utah's minus 375 to win the series at BetMGM. The Clippers at 3-1. to one. There's no bets on that for me for the series. The exact is on your screen at vsin.com. James, maybe a little bit of Utah plus 240 to win the series in five. Maybe that's a, a look I would take. Could be if you're looking for a plus price. Yeah, can the Clippers take one of these games at home? I suspect they will. It's not. This is not going to be a sweep by any means. Anytime you have Kawhi Leonard, we've talked about him. The the championship, not only the medal that he brings, and knowing he can he can carry a team on both ends of the floor. Not only to score when he needs, he's got a great mid range game. Strong player, very aggressive player, getting to the rim as well. It's a tough guard. Nobody can guard him on the Jazz when he decides to take over a game offensively, and also a guy that can shut you down. Not that he's going to shut down Donovan Mitchell in any game, but can really limit his the, the great looks that he gets. Uh, Kawhi Leonard can do that, and he's somebody that can win a game for you and win a series for you like he did against the Mavs the last go-around. But to win this series, for him to be able to, to put this team on his back, to be able to carry it, he needs help. And it's Paul George that needs to be the guy to step in. Are we going to see 29 points out of Reggie Jackson again consistently in the series? I think not. So Paul George is going to have to play that, that secondary role when it comes to not only defensively but offensively, but he played a lot of minutes in these that game against that series against the Mavs, Jeff, and played a lot of minutes so far in this series so f against Donovan Mitchell trying to guard him, which he couldn't do. I just think he's going to run out of gas, and it's a tall order for Kawhi Leonard to have to do and shoulder the load again for this team to win out in the series. Can they win a game at home? Could they win two games at home? I said they could, but I think getting a split here is what Utah's looking for, and I think that would 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 happen. And now you go home to Game Five in front of the those fans, which is an actual home court advantage yep. there in Utah, kind of like what you're seeing there, especially if you're looking for a plus price. I Again, uh, I don't think Utah's losing at home this series. So I, I, I'm comfortable in them winning this series. It's just a matter of, again, I don't want to lay uh, 375 at this point. So maybe I'll look at one of those exact results on Utah, either in five or, or realistically five or seven would be the plays 
that I would look at there. James, I want to look at the other Western Conference series here uh, for for the next few minutes. Obviously, you're in you're in Denver, and man, what a, what a brutal few days this has been for Colorado sports in general. The the Avalanche season ends in in really just a flash, losing to the Golden Knights in six, and now the Denver Nuggets after this great season. It looks like their season is going to have one day left tomorrow. They get hammered at home by Phoenix, 116-102. Suns cover the you know, cover as a dog. They were a two-point dog last night. Winning easily game goes under. James, uh, it's hard to see this series not being a four-game sweep now. Especially if Coach Michael Malone doesn't take Michael Porter Jr. out of this starting lineup. As much talent as he has as far as the, the offensive side, being able to shoot the basketball and his length and, and his rise up, be able to get his shot up over anybody. Not a great ball handler, so mostly it's it's shooting it from deep. Uh, the As well as he shoots it in as tough a matchup as he is on the offensive side, He's just as big of a liability on the defensive side. Just no defensive awareness on from a team defensive concept. And it hurts them, and it hurts the Nuggets consistently, especially in this series against the Suns, where Chris Paul has been the leader. Talk about all-star status and the leader leadership that I love to look at in sports, uh, and in particular for this Suns team with Monty Williams, who I think is a great coach to, to really galvanize his young ball club and people in perspective of what their roles are and play to your strengths. And then you add Chris Paul in there that understands what uh, uh, understands where weaknesses are. And he is totally in taking advantage and exploiting the fact that Michael Porter Jr. has no concept and no defensive awareness for the Denver Nuggets team, whether it's running him into ball screens and or finding the mismatch with from Paul figuring out who is who is who is Porter Jr. guarding right now. And that's where we're going to go and attack uh, if they tend to make a change and if it does happen to be Will Barton who did come back the last two games in this series talking about minutes restrictions for Barton because he was hurt and missed the last 20 games of the season for the Nuggets has played he played 28 minutes last night was outside a joker was their most productive offensive player and plays with an edge here I want to see does he decide coach Malone to pull Michael Porter Jr. out of the starting lineup and insert Will Barton if he does and that's something we probably won't find out right up until game time and and if not in-game play, if he does, that tells me there's a commitment to not going to win the series, but we are not going to get swept on our home court. That's the move I want to see, Jeff. Does he insert Will Barton in for Michael Porter Jr.? If not, and it's Porter Jr. that starts the game, I'll be firing on the Suns. I think I'm going to be firing on the Suns regardless, uh, James. Uh, lay, laying uh, laying two and a half or three now as that's been bet up uh, through the now up to three consensus. Uh, bet up from last night when uh, I was on a nightcap with Tim Murray. Opened at two. All the way to three, total at 222. Again, Phoenix has just been so good in this series. And at this point, James, a Phoenix-Utah series would be, of the series that can that remain out west, that series is going to be a seven-game war between those two teams, assuming that Phoenix doesn't have a historic collapse and Utah holds serve uh, up 2-0 against the Clippers. The backcourt matchup is what's going to be spectacular. And once Conley hopefully comes back and is fully healthy with Donovan Mitchell back there versus Chris Paul and Devin Booker, who's been sensational. I think that's the hard part for the Nuggets, not having Jamal Murray, the injuries that they've suffered, not only with Barton as well as Morris was out for a while. You have a starting backcourt for the Nuggets of Rivers, who wasn't in the league two months ago, and Capazzo, who has never been in the league until this year, was expected to play spot minutes. It was going to catch up eventually for, for the Nuggets here. It's showing out in the Suns. Great matchup when we get to see that if Utah gets by, which we suspect they will. Tremendous matchup, Utah versus the Suns in the Western 
Conference Finals. When we get back, we're going to see which bet is better. That's next here on Betting Across America. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. With 
basketball, hockey, and baseball games every single week. It's time to get in on the BetMGM Sports app in Nevada. The premier sports betting app, BetMGM, has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account today and start placing bets from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in the state of Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That process to sign up for the BetMGM app here in Nevada, very easy. If I can say it properly. That's the harder part there. I'm Jeff Parles. James Salinas in Denver. It is betting across America. James, uh, let's uh, go to one of the favorite segments here. What bet is better? What's the better bet? Let's go with the first one. The Brooklyn Nets on the road, game four, taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. They're now up to a minus 125 money line favorite in Milwaukee. That's bet number one. Or, James, Blake Griffin under nine and a half points in game four, currently sitting at minus 120. The juice you'll have to lay on Griffin's under for his point total in game number four. Jeff, give me the ladder. Give me Blake Griffin to not exceed and get to double figures. Right? Okay. Get to 10 points. And I just, I think for Blake Griffin, thinking about game one, where I think for both games for Milwaukee, just really kind of, especially game two, just completely out of sorts in that blowout loss. And we're down, what, 50 points at one point in that game. Blake Griffin, aside from that game one, where he had 13 shots and hit four out of nine from three, not getting a lot of touches out there and not taking a lot of shots. And now this is a big game. This is a pivotal game for this series for both teams. I think for for the Nets, especially the way that they failed to execute towards the latter part of the game. You're talking about it was a one-point game that they had the lead and Kyrie sitting in the backcourt 50 feet away from the basketball where they're running a set for Brown to to run the offense to, to try to ice the game with less than 20 seconds. Didn't understand the play call there. Uh, I suspect we're going to see a lot of shots coming Kyrie and KD's way and more limited shots for Blake Griffin. He's only shot, had nine shots combined the last two games, accounted for 12 points, 12 collective points in this series. And he's shot five of those, of those nine, he shot five of those from three-point range. Yeah, he did have the run, one uh, big rim dunk, played above the rim for once, uh, like he used to do back in the day, but all the injuries have ravaged his legs, his knees in particular. I don't see Blake Griffin being any part of this offense. It would have to be cleaning up on the offensive glass, and he's really not doing that either. So uh, I would say I'll go against Blake Griffin to get 10 points in this game. All right, this is good. You and I are going up on what's the better bet here, James Salinas. I would go with just a flat-out money line on the Brooklyn Nets. Nothing we saw in Game 3 changes my thoughts on this series and my thoughts on the Milwaukee Bucks. For whatever reason, they turn into pumpkins whenever it gets difficult in the postseason. And this is an extraordinarily difficult matchup against Brooklyn. It's going to be for anyone left in the field. And even without James Harden, Look, it took really, it was one horrible quarter in game three is the reason the Bucs won game one game three. If the Nets don't score 11, even if they have a mediocre 18, they win game three in that first quarter. So, uh, James, I, I would very happily lay the $1.25 with Brooklyn instead of the under nine and a half with Blake Griffin. So you and I going oppo here on what's the better bet in that Nets-Bucks game. 
tomorrow. One more NBA version of this here, James. The Utah Jazz, now a little bit north of plus 250, back to 275 to win the NBA title, or Donovan Mitchell at plus 325 to win finals MVP. Which one do you like better? If you think the Jazz are going to win the NBA title, then take Donovan Mitchell to get that better plus number at plus 325 as opposed to plus 250. Because if they do win the title, and it's going to be Donovan Mitchell that plays in that superstar status, which he's fully capable of doing. We've seen it against the Clippers team, a good defensive Clippers team. When you're talking about George and in particular Kawhi Leonard, we'll see how that matchup plays out tonight. But if you think the Jazz are going to win this, the, the title, then you have to take Donovan Mitchell. Very similar to kind of what was happening in the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. If you thought Tampa Bay was going to win the Super Bowl, you knew it was going to be Tom Brady is going to have his hands all over that and no way that they couldn't give him that MVP trophy. I'd rather go with Mitchell here, plus 325, than the Jazz sitting at plus 250. Ah, this is perfect. I'm against you again. I'd much rather just take the plus 275. A 50-cent difference is not big enough for me to go with the plus price on Mitchell to win the MVP. If it was a little more, a dollar, $1.50, 100% would go with Mitchell, but only 50 cent difference. I would go with Utah plus 275. Who doesn't belong in the NFL? That's next here on Betting Across America. Any part of our show today or anything on the VEASAN schedule, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, a numbers game, My Guys in the Desert, Lombardi Line with VEASAN's Best Bets, and go download the Beating the Book pod with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, plus Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever You get your podcasts today. It is Betting Across America. I'm Jeff Parles. James Salinas along with us as well. Quick update on the medical emergency in Copenhagen in Euro 2020. Uh, UEFA, which is the governing body of European soccer, tweeting out, following the the medical emergency involving Denmark's player Christian Eriksen, A crisis meeting has taken place with both teams and match officials, and further information will be communicated at 1945 uh, local time in Copenhagen. That is equivalent to 10 minutes from now, Uh, so 1.45 Eastern, 10.45 Pacific. Uh, The player has been transferred to the hospital and has been stabilized. That is the most important part uh, of that for sure. Erickson collapsed on the the pitch. In the 43rd minute, he is uh, getting transferred to a Copenhagen hospital and has been stabilized. There was also a photo that has been circulating of him getting carted off the field awake with a uh, with an os- oxygen mask in his hand. So uh, Erickson uh, appeared to be conscious and uh, being transferred to a local hospital in Copenhagen and has been stabilized after a, a very scary situation in Copenhagen. We'll keep you updated uh, if that game resumes and if we get anything more on Ericsson's condition uh, there in Copenhagen in Euro 2020 being played here in 2021. 
James, let's uh, let's segue over to uh, uh, one of the segments uh, we like doing here on the show. Which team doesn't belong? And we're going to go to the NFL today. And we're going to start with three teams that all have win totals of nine and a half at BetMGM. The Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, he's back after his dislocated ankle a year ago. The Seattle Seahawks and the L.A. Chargers all sitting at nine and a half wins here on their win total. James, which team doesn't belong? Jeff, I'll look at when I look at season win totals, I'll look at the division that they play in, because obviously for for all teams, they're going to play their divisional opponents six times. And we know there's 17 games this season. So that's something we're going to have to adjust our thinking to. We're typically thinking uh, eight and eight. We're talking about a team 500 or above 500. We're thinking 16 games because they've been playing 16 games for basically the past 40 years. So changing that mindset here, uh, looking past the divisions uh, and also looking at the schedule. Schedules. And it's not so much who you play, but also when you play certain teams is important to me as well when I dig into schedules. And I look at these schedules here. I think the Cowboys have a pretty soft schedule uh, outside of the Washington, the Washington football team. It's a pretty soft division as well. Not that for the Chargers it's a soft, soft division because I think the Denver Broncos have gotten themselves much better defensively, in particular in their secondary. And then you still have to contend with the Kansas City Chiefs within that division. But thinking about the Seahawks, and the to me, the NFC West is the most most competitive division in football from top to bottom here. I feel like the Seahawks are going to be sitting somewhere near that bottom competing to, to get out of the cellar of the NFC West against the Arizona Cardinals, who've made some interesting offseason moves as well. Uh, I think about the Seahawks, I feel like there's a potential disconnect there with Russell Wilson and management, in particular head coach Pete Carroll as well. Uh, and then defensively, what have the Seahawks done to improve themselves, in particular in the secondary at the cornerback position, where it was really a struggle for them to 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 cover because they got no pass rush most of the season and I don't know where that pass rush is going to come from consistently again for the Seahawks and then Jeff you dig into Seattle's schedule you look at this schedule here there's not a lot of layups on this on this schedule for the Seattle Seahawks you talked about the division those are all going to be absolute battles those six games within the NFC West and until you get to Jacksonville down there in week eight this is a brutal schedule for the Seahawks through those first seven games and then the jumping out of their bye, looking at the, the games that they've got on their schedule after their bye at Green Bay, Arizona, at Washington, San Francisco, and then sandwiched with the game at Houston, and then at Los Angeles, the Rams. This is a killer schedule. Nine and a half wins seems like a lofty target. I can't see Seattle getting to 10 wins this season. So just to, just to remind everyone, because it's a little bit different than it was in the past, obviously, we do have an extra game this year. We do have 17 instead of 16. So uh, when, when we're handicapping, we have to go at it a little bit differently. James Salinas, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you of these three teams. I think the Chargers are going to be really good. As long as Herbert takes even a, even if it's a small leap, I think the Chargers are going to be really good. And we can't truly handicap how many wins going from Staley, uh, going from Lynn to Staley will be, but I imagine it's at least going to be two with all those close games that the Chargers have lost over the years with Lynn uh, as their head coach. So uh, the Chargers belong with that nine and a half. I think Dallas belongs as well. They feel like 10 and seven probably is about right for them. But the Seahawks, to me, they're an under 500 team. Uh, Looking at like maybe eight or seven wins. You're right. That schedule is absolutely brutal. And that defense still is not any good. And even if Russell Wilson has a big year, 
Seattle's offense is going to probably have to put up close to 30 points a game if they're going to really want to compete. I think that defense is still really porous. And what they were in the second half of the year last year, that's what they really are. Not what they were early when they got off to that really hot start a year ago in uh, in the 2020 season. James, let's go to one on the AFC side. Which team doesn't belong in these AFC championship odds? Two AFC South teams, the Colts and the Titans, both at 14 to 1, and then the third team on your screen also at 14 to 1 at BetMGM, the New England Patriots, James Salinas. Who doesn't belong here? Always tough to go against a, a Bill Belichick coach team, and and we know the pedigree and the championship pedigree that he's brought to the NFL, in particular at the for the Patriots for basically the last two decades of how dominant they were. But it's the quarterback position. Bill Belichick is not going to play quarterback for the Patriots. He don't want to play quarterback either. But you're looking at Cam Newton and or Mac Jones, and that's going to be your quarterback tandem, whichever one. However, that plays out through the season. Too big a question mark for me. We look at these three teams, and I think with the Colts, yes, some question marks about Wentz coming back over there, but probably a good thing for him, a fresh start, getting out of Philadelphia and reconnecting with Frank Reich, uh, his former quarterback, really his guru there in Philadelphia in those first few years with the Eagles. Make mine the Patriots here. As many offseason moves that I like that they've done, a free agency and also through the draft that we saw the Patriots make, too many questions for me at the quarterback position with Newton and Mac Jones to say this is the team to beat in the AFC. I'll go a little bit opposite here. I think the Titans should be shorter than 14 to 1, especially after the addition of Julio Jones. That offense is going to be electric, James. It's just a matter of that defense was horrible last year. They haven't really done much. They don't really have any corners. But if that offense can carry them, and I think that's a team that is capable of averaging around 30 a game with that offense, I would say Tennessee doesn't belong in the positive sense. They should be a little bit shorter than 14 to 1. Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart going to join us next to talk some NHL here on Betting Across America. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. 
What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Get in the ring with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100 in free bets if you when you place a $1 wager on the MMA champ to defend his title tonight. That's uh, Adesanya, of course. Simply place your first bet with the bonus code VSIN100. That's V-S-I-N-100. Enjoy fight night more than ever with BetMGM. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older to place a wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 1-800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available here in Nevada. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas in Denver. It is Benny and Cross America here on a Saturday morning here in Vegas. And just uh, almost high noon there in uh, in the Mile High City for James Salinas. But right now, our guy Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart. He's the racing sportsbook manager, or director, I should say, over at the Rampart. Dwayne, happy to have you on. And also, congratulations on turning 30 for at least the 10th straight year yesterday. <laughs> I appreciate that, Jeff. Definitely. Yes, it's a, a repetitious thing now. We just count backwards as these birthdays start to pile up. <laughs> Dwayne, this, this is a dream series for you starting on Monday here in town. You're a Canadians fan. You're a Vegas Golden Knights season ticket holder. I don't think anyone thought this was possible going into this tournament, of course. Uh, VGK's a big favorite, almost $5, or actually exactly $5. At BetMGM Montreal at plus 375. Dwayne, how do the Canadians have a chance 
in this series against VGK? Well, definitely, guys. What we're seeing is right now Rampart and South Point, Golden Knights minus 550, Canadians plus 425. And I believe it's more of a reflection of the home ice advantage. The Golden Knights will have 20,000 screaming fans. And I'm not sure, uh, Jeff, how many guys and girls are going to be packing the Bell Center for their first home game. I mean, hopefully they'll have 5,000 fans. I know they've only had 2,500 in the past round against the Jets. So, uh, you know, when you take away the home ice, for one of the teams, it becomes where you have to, you know, calculate this into bookmaking. And that's definitely the reflection of why the Golden Knights are so pumped up. How could Montreal offset this? Well, Montreal is a totally different team than Colorado. They play more of a tight defensive checking style. They love to forecheck. They lean on Carey Price, who will have to be phenomenal without a doubt. And right now it's going to be difficult to outplay Marc-Andre Fleury I've been watching this guy firsthand, and he just shut Colorado down after those first two games. So definitely a credit to the Golden Knights. But what Montreal has to do is try to steal this first game, catch the Golden Knights off guard. I think they have some excellent defensive play. It's really been stepping up. I mean, Jeff, when's the last time you've seen a team win seven in a row and get this big plus? Uh, I believe in the, I mean, in the first game, it's looking like it's a plus 240. So seven in a row and plus 240. Montreal, do not count them out. Let's remember how good they played in the bubble. They were definitely picked to, want to, to be one of the uh, playoff teams to come out of that Northern Canada division. And they kind of let down in the regular season. So they flew under the radar, and now they're playing their best hockey of the year. So Golden Knights are definitely going to have to work. I understand them being 550, but I think that's a little too much. I'm leaning on the fact that there's not going to be that much of a crowd in Montreal at the Bell Center. Dwayne, so you're mentioning the odds here in this series, and I think if there's one team in the NHL that would be or should be aware of what the current odds are, it's going to be your home team there in Las Vegas with the Vegas Golden Knights. And and I think the last series kind of really relished the role as the underdog against that young abs team, feeling like that from the Knights' perspective, we are the better team, we're the deeper team, we're the tougher, we're the mentally tougher team here. wonder if you suspect, do you have any concerns about potentially a letdown from the perspective for the Knights, knowing that they are such a big favorite rolling into this series against the Canadians. Yeah, definitely, James. All the pressure is on the Golden Knights because now when you knock off the avalanche, everybody feels that you're the best team in hockey, believe it or not. So Montreal has a ton of young players as well that I know are not going to be feeling much pressure. I mean, Nick's Suzuki, Kakanyemi, these are really young players, Cole Caulfield, that, you know, they're riding high right now. And everybody was laughing. Uh, I I mean, James, what would the line be? And I put this to a few of my colleagues and uh, my father as well, who's a huge hockey fan. What would the series be if they were playing the Toronto Maple Leafs? It would be significantly less. And Montreal was able to beat that team. So I think Montreal has no pressure. All the pressure is on the Vegas Golden Knights. But, you know, when you're in the city of Las Vegas and you draw 20,000 screaming fans every night, they're used to the pressure. 
they really stepped up and shut Colorado down. And, you know, Kadri was definitely a loss. I think he would have played a major factor. But that last game, you know, they they were able to withstand the barrage, the Kale McCaws, the McKinnons, the Landis Cox, superstar skill players. Flurry shut them down, but, uh, you know, Flurry's going to have to definitely perform at a high level against Montreal. Do not sell this team short. Montreal plays a grinding style. It's going to be the total opposite. They're not playing end-to-end, skating hockey, you know, wide open. They're going to forecheck. Price is going to be very difficult uh, to get the puck by. So this is going to be an interesting series. And if anything, the Golden Knights have the pressure, James. Dwayne Colucci, the race and sportsbook director over at the Rampart up in Summerlin with us right now here on Betting Across America. Let's shift over to the the traditional Eastern Conference final looking series, Dwayne. The New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning, they matched up in the Eastern Conference finals a year ago in Edmonton in the bubble. Tampa won that series in six. Dwayne, right now at BetMGM, the Lightning minus 275 to win this series. The Islanders at plus 220. Dwayne, my one hesitation for the Islanders in this series is the way they play is they force you into mistakes, and it's very hard when there's a talent disparity like there is in this series to win a series like this just because of how much more talent Tampa has. But on the contrary, though, Dwayne, of course, we just saw the Islanders win two series against two teams that were definitely more talented than them. Yeah, definitely. And you know what the factor is? Volamov has to equal Vasilevsky, mm-hmm. definitely. He has to really step it up. And, you know, the Islanders were second overall in the NHL in goals against in the regular season. So they're definitely capable. I mean, they're getting some great play out of Pajot, some of these other guys. But what about Kucherov? I mean, this guy's a beast. Sat out the whole season, 27 years old. He's already got 18 points in these playoffs, averaging about 19 and a half minutes on the ice. You combine that with Steven Stamkos. Braden Point has just been fabulous as well. This is a definitely a tough series for the Islanders to match up. Uh, I, I think they definitely have a chance. That's why you're seeing a difference in the series prices as well as that home ice that is so favorable at Nassau Coliseum, Jeff. So, you know, you have to keep your eye on that. At least the Islanders, when they play at home, will have a massive, loud crowd as opposed to Montreal, and I keep making that point. That's why you're seeing Tampa Bay minus 280, not the 550 that the Golden Knights are, and I don't think they would be that anyway, uh, you know, even if the Islanders didn't have fans, but Tampa is so well-versed. They're so well-coached. They were my selection, you know, when I started to see the 10, 12 to 1s to win the Stanley Cup. I knew the team was going to be healthy coming into the playoffs. Kucherov basically rested. Stamkos was resting that last uh, month or so. And there's definitely going to be a lot of pressure on guys like Daly, Beauvillier. They have to step up for the Islanders, and they're totally, totally capable. And remember, guys, this is a team playing without their captain, Anders Lee. So the Islanders have definitely overachieved. Barry Trotz knows how to make the adjustments. I'm looking forward to this series. This is going to be a great series. And Tampa better not slip up early on at home. Otherwise, it's going to be really a long series for Tampa Bay because then you're going to have to win in the Coliseum. Difficult place to play right now, guys. I'm telling you now, outside of the fortress, I would say the Coliseum is right now the second biggest home ice advantage out of the uh, final four teams. 
Dwayne, and I wanted to get into that with you because I, I agree. Last year, they didn't have that, right, playing in the playoff bubble. And I think we've seen places you talked about, Vegas and the advantage playing at home there and Nassau Coliseum, how rocking that gets. I'm leaning towards the Islanders in this series. It's plus 220 on the get back for the series. But more so, I think if they can get a game in Tampa, can they lose one of those at home? Because you can find a plus price here with the Islanders to close out if it fa and if it fact gets there in six games plus seven dollars. How much do you factor in Nassau Coliseum when you're talking about your handicap for this for this New York Islanders team? Yeah, James, it's huge. I mean, you could see how the fans are there. They're rabid. New York fans definitely support their teams when they start to win. It's a massive, massive home ice advantage. And, you know, as the series goes on and you're seeing bookmakers adjust these series prices, definitely the Islanders are a major factor. Anytime Barry Trotz has his team in a winning position, and this is a rematch, you know, and, and Trotz, I've heard the interviews, James, he said these are still two different teams as opposed to last year, and it's less than a year that we played each other to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. So Nassau Coliseum, I've attended tons and tons of games in the glorious Bossy, Trottier, Nystrom, Gillies, Billy Smith. That place gets wild. And I'm telling you, that is a massive home ice advantage. Watch out for the Islanders. Tampa Bay better not slip up, guys. He's Dwayne Colucci. Get him on the tweets at NYBookie. Dwayne, go visit him up at the Rampart. It'll give you a smile. It'll give you... Uh, give you a good time up there at the Rampart with all the options they have to bet up there. Dwayne, thank you as always for joining us. Thanks, gentlemen. I really appreciate you having me on. Of course, he's Dwayne Colucci again on the tweets at NYBookie. Dwayne, we're back at the top of the hour with more on the NBA here on Betting Across America. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.